You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, happy Memorial Day weekend, everyone. Uh, this weekend at Eastside, we're marking the unofficial kickoff of summer. We're serving up free hot dogs after every service. And uh, we'll be heading into week three of our series one, where we're teaching that you matter to God and God wants to use you for his purpose. And I just hope you'll join us. I hope you'll bring a friend. This week, we've been talking about no matter how tough life gets and no matter how impossible our circumstances appear, God has the power to intervene and to write a better story. Many of you know my, my dad died of a heart attack when I was just a teenager. My dad loved Jesus with all of his heart, and he had a favorite verse, Philippians 4.4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And it was so significant to him that we had it inscribed on his tombstone. Now, if you've ever lost someone close to you or you've gone through a divorce, you know how, how difficult the first can be, the first Christmas, the first birthday, first anniversary without your loved one. I remember my dad's first birthday after his unexpected death, and my mom and I sat down for breakfast that morning. It was a really difficult morning for mom, and uh, just as we had done for many years with dad at the table after breakfast, we, we read from a devotional booklet called Our Daily Bread, which would have a, a scripture to read, and then after the scripture, there would be like a devotional thought for the day. Well, mom reached for it to read. And then her emotions just kind of overcame her. And she said, I just can't do it today. You're going to have to read it today, Jean. So I opened up the reading for that day and I looked at it and I couldn't believe it. I said, Mom, guess what the scripture text is today? She looked at me and she said, is it Philippians 4.4? I said, it really is. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Friends, God just knew what we needed that morning. And I know this falls into the weird God category kind of thing. But the following month was mom and dad's wedding anniversary, her first without him. Again, a very emotional day for her. For her. And again, the scripture text that day was Philippians 4.4. Is that crazy or what? But it gets even crazier. Two months later was mom's first birthday without him. And I'm not making this up. I picked up the devotional book. And again, that morning, guess what the text was? Philippians 4, 4. What an amazing God we have. It was like God's way of reminding us, hey, I write better stories and the best is yet to come. Now, maybe you already believe in Jesus, but you just needed, you like need to be reminded today that you have a God who is faithful. There's an old hymn we used to sing when I was growing up, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And I, I've heard that song sung thousands of times in churches I grew up in. And let me tell you something I've noticed. When I look around the room at the kids, like I once was, for them, it was just another song when they were singing it. Most teenagers and college-age people kind of mouth the words. Some of the young adults, some of the more middle-aged people, sing it with just a little more meaning and feeling to it. But if you look at some of the people who are in their later years, you see something you won't forget. White-haired men and women sing with passion and intensity, all I have needed, thy hands have provided, 
And at the end, they crescendo to this big moment and they're moving their heads and they're singing, great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. And their veins are bulging and their eyes are popping and they almost collapse in the chair afterwards. Why is it that those who've been walking faithfully with God for so many years sing that song with so much intensity? Because they've become convinced that God is faithful. And they sing at the top of their lungs because over the course of their Christian life, they have witnessed the answer to hundreds of prayers. They have experienced daring rescues by the Lord in times of trouble and when things went wrong. They have received unexpected blessings from the hand of God. They have seen the fulfillment of hundreds of God's promises in their lives. And they just have to sing out because they know with Jesus, the best is yet to come. And some of you today, you just need to kind of recall and remember God's faithfulness in the past and in your life. Listen, you can trust God's faithfulness, but you have a choice. You can either continue like to write your own story or you can surrender the pen of your life to Jesus. Remember when things go wrong, go to Jesus. Do what he tells you to do and ask him to write a new and a better story in your life. God, I thank you this week that we've had together and this event in John chapter two of Jesus' first miracle where we've learned so much from. God, I thank you for providing for my mom and me on a day when we needed it, on multiple days when we needed it after dad died. Provide for people today who are in need, reminders that you're there. And God, may we be people who always live astounded by your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness in my life. May we trust you to be faithful for the challenges that are ahead of us today and this weekend, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you'll join us at Eastside this weekend on a campus or online. We'll see you back here on Monday.